This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Shut Your Trap, aka Chris Freebus. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jared Morgan. Well, hey there. Hey, howdy ho! Howdy ho! You're, uh, appropriately so, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, and this is our Christmas episode. <laughs> um, yes, it's it's the blockade before Christmas, and, uh, and all through the house, and all through the house, not a uh, pinball table with story because nobody released anything. No, um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because actually, you know, there has been a uh, table uh, just released, but we'll get into that in a moment. Um, mm, we will. First, we're going to take care of the, this kind of business. For those of you watching me on Blab, I apologize, but um, I had a little bit of a late start today, and my wife's birthday is uh, tomorrow, and so we're having her birthday lunch that she wanted. So enjoying a little chilies today. Um, Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I have, nice. I have my uh, french fries, and I have the uh, uh, chicken and bacon sandwich with uh, some honey mustard on it. And then the thing that everybody must go to Chili's for, that is, oh yeah, doesn't that look tasty? It's the, um, the chicken chicken enchilada soup, chicken, chicken and cheese enchilada, enchilada soup. Yes. Ooh. Now, now that sounds like for, something that'd be really good to dip chips into. Right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna show you just how how stringy this stuff gets. It gets goopy. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh. It's fantastic. <laughs> just some sound effects there, not dropped in, at least. <laughs> Yeah, but they weren't my sound effects. They were Jared's sound effects. <laughs> I'm trying to keep things silent, and he's adding a Foley track. So anyway, uh, yes, I'm committing the cardinal sin, but, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. What can I say? That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, look, while you're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> While you're stuffing your gullet over there, do you want me to talk about some things? You can just keep on Go for it. Away. Yes, please. Talk about some things. You can just stuff stone cold munch. What that- kind of stuff is on Jared's mind? Well, first, I think we should probably like give a plug out to the good old shirts because they're coming to a close, aren't they? It is. Uh, the, cur- the current session has closed. Mm. However, what happens is the campaign just rolls over and a new campaign starts. So it's not like anybody's missed out on the opportunity to buy the shirts. They're still totally available. It's just the current campaign has finished. Um, yeah. We sold, I believe, 10 shirts. However, right. one of those went to you and two of them went to me. So we sold seven shirts. <laughs> well, yes, the, the oh. wife wanted one. Oh, very good. Very yes. good. Well, yes, I can. I probably could have actually saved on shipping if I got two. Um, maybe, maybe I should have just got 10. <laughs> I will say shipping shipping for me was uh, five five seventy five something like that. That's what I thought. I re- remember me yeah. saying, oh, "I reckon it'd be about five bucks for you bikes in well, uh, in the U.S." Before I even clicked on the uh, the or when it first gave me the price, it was saying like twelve bucks for shipping. I was like, "Holy cow! Are you kidding me? I'm in the U.S." And then after it, you know, does the oh, this is where you live kind of process the order, then it came down to came down to that. 
He went, ah, so you're actually in domestic land. Oh, it's okay. We won't have to charge <laughs> you for, for, for the excess pigeons that we're going to have to attach your shirt to. Oh, well, yes. So, shirts, I'm looking forward to getting mine. I'll actually have a decent um, um, wardrobe edition. But I should show those people who are on Blab now. We actually got a, um, a new shirt for our oh, very cool. pinball league, Brisbane Pinball Club. And I'm going to swing around and see if I can actually get this going as well. Probably a bit hard. Well, your chair's kind of in the way. Yeah. There you go. So on the back, it shows a uh, a plunger, and on the plunger arm, it says Brisbane, and then it's, of course, plunging and pinball, and then pinball club in a cool font underneath. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool shirt. So that was part of our um, our league shirt um, that we sort of contributed to over the year. Um, we sort of – we pay 15 bucks per tournament, and some of it goes to – tournament costs some of it gets put into the t-shirt kitty so this didn't cost me anything but it cost me installments of fifteen dollars <laughs> throughout the year um but that's okay because I, I don't mind getting shirts like it means that you're essentially paying up front it's only people who attended five or more um uh tournaments could actually get one for free the rest of them had to pay so yeah it's it was good i, I hope they do it again next year because i really like sort of representing for the club so yeah it's, it's pretty sweet it's a nice we show. like to refer to that uh, with with my uh, with my union dues. Mm. We get a magazine subscription, and oh. uh, and then there's the holiday party that you get to go to. So we like to refer to it as the uh, you know eight hundred dollar magazine subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, look, because it's mandatory saving, and you know, <laughs> mandatory. Mm. I was I was probably going to buy a shirt anyhow, regardless of whether it was including the price or not. So you know, I'm a sucker for that. T-shirts are like my tourist spoons that you get at some places, you know? <laughs> you get the, the spoon with the little picture on it, and it says something. Yes. Yeah, or like the magnet. Well, T-shirts are my magnets. Um, I can't help myself. Speaking of shirts and swag, mm. so we finished um, – uh, I just finished work on American Horror Story. We're done for the season. Oh, yeah. I saw you tweeting um, that you're on top of roofs in the, somewhere. Where was it? Well, on, on uh, Fox uh, Studios on stage 16, they put us up in the rafters for a particular shot. And uh, so I was, I don't know, 75 feet, 100 feet up in the air, looking mm-hmm. down at the uh, down at the bottom on a lovely plank walkway <laughs> that um, – that's held up by pipes that are held up by chain that's strapped to the uh, rafters. It's, it's, it's all kind of dodgy. It's perfectly um, safe. No problems. Perfectly safe. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, you, usually the only people that ever go up there are the uh, rigging grips mm-hmm. or uh, uh, electric camera mm-hmm. would never normally under normal circumstances, but yeah, they pointed up and they went, go up there, look straight down. Oh, okay. So we had to haul of our, all of our gear up there. But anyway, my point, what I was going to say is, we wrapped, so of course you get wrap gifts, although uh, us on second unit, we had to beg for them because for some reason they didn't appreciate our four months of hard work. <laughs> it happens. That's ridiculous. Anyway, but I'll show you, I'll, uh, uh, you can entertain the troops and I'll, I'll show the t-shirt that um, one of our actors gave us, uh, Dennis O'Hare, and then mm-hmm. the, uh, what production, one of the things production gave us. So one second, okay. you talk. Cool. Okay, so uh, one of the one of the uh, characters on the show this season was called Liz Taylor, and it was played by Dennis O'Hare, and it was basically a drag uh, person named Drag, Ooh. Um, and uh, you know bald head and and uh, full on makeup. So anyway, he had these shirts made up. 
So for those in the uh, non-video word, it just says, uh, Liz says, live life, love, HS Hotel, LA 2015. So anyway, that was the uh, that was that bit of swag. And then what the production gave us, and I thought it was rather uh, appropriate, uh, bathrobes from the hotel. Oh, <laughs> the bathrobes from the hotel in the um, in the show hotel the show. hotel. Ho- yes, Hotel Cortez is the name of the uh, the hotel That's that basically cool. if you go into you you won't be checking out of because they're going to get you know kill you. But it hey, nice plush bathrobes. <laughs> Nice bathrobes. At least you'll be comfortable while you're in there dying. <laughs> well, that's very cool. So, swag ahoy. Well, it's almost like, uh, like Christmas presents like that that you get just randomly. You go, oh, look, Christmas present. I'm really waiting forward, uh, waiting for a shirt that I've ordered from Japan uh, for one of my favorite um, chiptune artists. Um, my my friend over there um, who fronts a group called Sexy Synthesizer, which you may have heard me rabbiting on about in past podcasts, has just released a new album. And um, he had a very limited run of shirts, including XL. I got, I think there was one XL shirt and it was black and I managed to convince him to ship it down to me. So I get to have this awesome sort of multicolored text um, 60s synthesizer shirt and his new album when it cost me about the same as, cost me about the same as a blockade shirt delivered. <laughs> so I get a CD and a shirt for about the same amount. So, um, you know, yeah. you, you, you Australians really should, you know, think about doing some manufacturing in your country. <laughs> yeah, nah. No, we're too busy nah. riding kangaroos, riding kangaroos right. and, um, you don't have any natural resources or anything, you know. We do. No, we got we've got natural resources. It's just we we just sell dirt to other countries. So we sell you know coal and and metals and stuff you can pull out of the ground. And yeah, that's starting to you know dry up now. So uh, we've got to find other things to sell. And apparently, technology is one of those things that we can do okay down here. So. I think the focus will be to try and like boost our tech economy down here, and um, and invent maybe a um, a time travel portal, not time travel portal, a transportation portal, um, so we can ship things really quickly from one point to another through a warm a wormhole. I think. Well, I'm I'm, I'm always I'm fascinated by the automobile industry in Australia because. You basically buy. It was in Australia (laughs) because it's not one anymore. No, but it's like you basically were buying older cars, like a few years old, and then cutting them in half and melding them together to create a new brand of car. (laughs) At least that was my understanding. I don't know. Somebody was. I don't know when I when I was there. That seemed you know maybe maybe it was lies they tell tourists. But, um, <laughs> I think it might have been. I, don't know, I, don't, I haven't heard of that before. It sounds intriguing, though. Do tell me more. Well, well but that, like <laughs> they were saying, the, the um, most of the new cars that are brought there, they're not new cars. They're the you know what was leased for the last two years, and then the uh, those get shipped over to Australia. You know, like the the Mercedes or the 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 BMWs. It's whatever would be leased in Japan or China. Um. I don't know whichever country rides, you know, drives on the wrong side of the road like you guys do, <laughs> and uh, um, and then those vehicles get shipped over. But like, uh, you have some weird, weird car brands. I'm not sure what the names of some of them are anymore. 
but somebody was they were telling us that oh yeah well it's like they took a ford and took a couple of pieces and rejiggered it and then they get to call it a new car i don't know mm, like, I said, like i said <laughs> hey i'm the i'm the australian authority here damn it yeah <laughs> i can tell i love i love your stories about the about the motherland uh, <laughs> you're telling this what apparently we do here is we dig up all the the stuff from the ground and then we send it over to China, and then they send it back as cars. Actually, not China, Korea, uh, with Kia, I think it is. And Kia is a really big brand over here. And, yeah, it's funny because we <laughs> ship all of our iron ore and stuff over there. They turn it into, they smelt it into iron, and then ship it back as cars. So we're buying back our <laughs> buying back our product again, which is kind of weird. But um, the, other, yeah. the other thing I noticed about all the cars in Australia was that they have the, um, the exhaust snoot coming out the hood so you can you know go through all the water and uh, not have your car stall out yeah yeah we had the snorkels <clears> on uh you'll mostly yeah. see that on suvs you don't see that on like you know um ford lasers or you know those <laughs> every car is a snorkel here in australia <laughs> we just like have yeah we actually like to go underwater a lot and we use them as like submarines and we right it's through that james bond right yeah, it's totally. like that lotus you know you know i'm done driving on the road hey look water <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure in the outback they just have giant drill beds on the front and they just dig tunnels. Mm, yeah, that's how we find our natural resources. We we just dig for them with the cars. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. Um but yeah, no, it's good it's good. Yeah. But yeah, cars are weird here. Uh, we had a car industry. Ford was a major manufacturer here. Uh, and Holden, I think, had a, a, a factory as well. That's the name of the car, Holden. Holden. Yeah. Yeah, they don't exist anywhere else. Yeah, they're basically GM. So everything is GM. So um, yeah, Holden and I know Ford is General Motors, and I think Holden was something else. So they're all owned by the same company. In fact, I think the Holden cars go over there as Chevys, and they get rebranded. Um, so we actually import export cars to the US, certain varieties, and they get rebranded as Chevy. GM is GMC, Chevy, uh, Cadillac. Okay. Um, then it's Holden is GM then basically. Yep. Okay. Yep. So if, um, if GM. Well, why would they ship them here too? Because again, the steering wheel is going to be on the wrong side of the, of the car. Oh, no, they, they manufacture them for the US market. So they, it, I think, I forget the brand, but it was, it looks pretty much exactly like our, one of our saloons here, saloon cars here, but it, it's got a, um, a Chevy brand on it and it's got a wheel on the wrong side. So, yeah, that's what I think. That's what they were doing. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty much dried up now because it's too expensive down here to to make cars. Uh, it's cheaper over there, so they don't do it anymore. But me, as is, as is so many things. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So here we are. It's Christmas time. Yeah. We have been granted a new table by uh, Pinball Arcade. Which that yeah. day, Judge Dredd. Yeah, That's Judge Dredd. Yeah, good stuff. I, um, I, it it kind of snuck up on me because I've been working nonstop the last two weeks, and so all of a sudden it was like, hey, is this released? I was like, you know, I should probably look at this. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I took a look at it this morning. And the uh, thing that strikes me the most is the artwork. I love it. Just yeah. looks like a cool table. And uh, then I was bashing around a little bit on it, and it has some interesting features where, like, the the you kick the ball up at a ramp, and it goes over to the uh, 
the side kicker, you're not the yeah. side kicker, but uh, the, the where you normally would think it would be a plunger. Yeah, the right, captain. And also, it automatically, yeah, and automatically kicks the ball back onto the table. It's, it's, it's kind of got this weird, interesting flow you know, going on to it. And then mm-hmm. eventually I got the Dead World to spin. I gotta say, the Dead World spinning looks pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, hats off. That looked really. I it would look it was really, look really, really good on PC with the lighting. It would look fantastic. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty flat yeah. on Android, unfortunately. But oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's it looks great in in a dark room. That is like a massive feature of the game. It looks awesome. Unfortunately, have they toned down the motor noise on it though? Because on the Android beta testing, it was grinding and grinding away. It was so overbearing. Like, I didn't, once hear, you I didn't hear that. Lock, once you activate lock, it just keeps turning until you get multiple. It doesn't stop. Even <laughs> even during um, bonus countdown, it still turns. So all you hear is this, like, it's <laughs> sort of like nails being rattled around in a bucket sort of noise on mobile. So we did we did bug it as an issue that is way too loud. It always seems to be hmm. a problem with motors and TPA. They always over over mic them. Um, and we do we know that Norman has confirmed that when they do the sounds, they architect them in such a way that it's glass off. So that's when that's how they actually do the sounds, glass off. One thing that I found really strange, I might have to check with um with Mike next time he's on, but for Judge Dredd, when I'm listening through it through the headphones on mobile, it sounds like the sounds weren't recorded directly. It sounds like they were recorded through the speakers because I'm losing a whole stack of mid and lows in it because I've got the mm-hmm. soundtrack. Because one of the one of the um, the bump in and bump outs I got for the podcast here is the Judge Dredd, uh, and I've used that for Mike's um, chat segments. Oh, I and, wonder where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I I've used that that particular one, and um, and it's not the one from TPA because it sounds completely different. It actually sounds really great to listen through headphones. But yeah, when I'm doing it through my headphones on Android, it just sounds tinny. And it sounds hmm. like they just put the mics, you know, up to the speakers and just um, recorded it. I mean, I really, I really doubt that Norman would do that. I mean, no, he's never def- done. Because they actually so. rip the ROM sounds out and they record them as a line yeah. feed, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no way you could get decent audio otherwise. But it just sounds really strange. The mix is weird in this. Maybe it's just me. I've got sensitive ears when it comes to audio, so maybe it's just me. But um, yeah, it's a bit strange. But apart from that, it's good. It's um, I found that um, I didn't bug this at the time when I was testing it, but the if you shoot the little mini loop up near the sniper tower. And it rolls back through it. On all the tables I've played, if you let it bounce off the little rubber, which is at the corner of the loop, it should bounce it back onto the flipper. And it doesn't. It sort of dribbles off that and goes mm. down the side. So you should, if it dribbles back, give it a bit of an upward nudge. And it should be able to jump back onto the flipper. And you can shoot the sniper tower um, with <clears> rather a good amount of control. But... Yeah, on the TPA version, it doesn't seem to behave like that. I'm not sure. It could just be a quirk of their machine they've got because, as we all know, when we are talking about last episode, um, machines vary really, really greatly. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but overall, it's it's pretty fun. I've got to the final challenge, which was a bit of an anti-climax. <laughs> I was going, wow, I've never managed to get to that in the arcade. And then I finally get to it on TPA, and it's just like a multi-ball, and you shoot lots of points. And Yay! there's no sort of like... No progression. Like I was thinking, if it's an ultimate challenge, it'll be really hard, and you have to do like something like um, uh, Battle for the Kingdom. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. It's just 10 million per crime scene shot. And that's great mm. that's like for getting points, but it's not really an ultimate challenge. <laughs> it does not what does not do what it says in the box for me. So I don't know. Um, but I wish yeah, I, I wish I could comment, but like I said, I only played it for a few minutes this morning, so I really don't uh, don't know. Um, speaking of uh, uh, also Christmas and pinball, I guess uh, TPA is discounting first season by fifty percent off on platforms right now. Yeah, they are. And uh, here's hoping that they do the other seasons too, as we get closer to Christmas. Cause That'd like be I said, I've, I've my, I guess I seriously doubt that they've discount season five. Oh, that was bad. Uh, no, no, um, they probably yeah, would I, only I, discount I, season five when it was released on iOS. Cause of course they, they can't release seasons on iOS until they're actually complete. Um, yeah. so they might look at doing it when it actually goes, um, complete on iOS. One thing I, I'm looking at the newsletter now that we received a couple of days ago, and they've got Oculus support planned, like for real yeah. Oculus support. And yeah. it says notably for all of our pinball games, all of our pinball games, not just PC, um, not just console. Or are they maybe not just uh, TPA, TPA. App, but maybe yeah. Stern app? Yeah, exactly. Not just TPA. So that's very interesting um, a veiled announcement there. I like it. Like your work there, Mike. Keep us getting, keep us guessing. Cause you, of course, mm. you know that Mike is the one who's been doing these and taking, taking the hit for them as he described to us last um, time he was on. So yes, yeah, very interesting. I did um, like their, uh, their, their table hint this month. Oh, yeah. it's not so, not so distinctly clear, although we kind of, it is, but it isn't. But anyway, um, it, what, the the threads of speculation, nobody immediately went like, oh, it's that table, you know, like 100%. There was actually some, oh, well, it could be this or it could be that. I, I don't know. know. I've got a feeling I know the first one. Um, because well, considering there's a ball on fire. Mm, that's pretty <laughs> obvious. Picture, it's probably going to be fireball. fireball. But it'll be the EM fireball. So we're finally getting to see some EM tables in the collection again. Well, they, um, they, they, they didn't, you have it in front of you, but doesn't it say you asked for um? Yeah, you've right? seen them. You've asked for M. So here's two of M. M, yeah. you know, another way of saying yeah. them, but also putting in the EM. So yeah, it's going to be two mm. EMs. And uh, the other one shows a bro- bucking Bronco horse. And Would that be El Dorado? Yeah, conventional wisdom is it's going to be the El Dorado, the, uh, the, the EM, EM version. Because they've, they've mentioned that before, that they were planning on doing that. Hmm. What if the fireball Well, yeah. I wonder if the fireball will be the EM version with the zipper flippers on it. It better be. Yeah, because that's That's awesome. the only one I want to play. I don't want to play any other yeah. version. <laughs> no. I, played, I actually have played a fireball, but it was the solid state version, and it was what they called the home version. So there were oh, two yeah. varieties. There was the EM version, which is the one with zipper flippers and all the bells and whistles, and it was awesome. And then there was a home version without the zipper flippers. Um, and yeah, I. It also I, didn't have a spinning disc. Uh, yes. Home version doesn't have a spinning. I mean, it, it has nothing. It's like. It, it's it, basically like a pro like, version of a stern table versus the <laughs> premium LE. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> it's, 
It's a table that has the same color pattern on it. That's about the. Uh, yeah, that's the... right. It's a table. It's a table that says fireball in the black glass, but it's, <laughs> that's about where the resemblance ends. So that's going to be really fun. There's there's a um, things I'm I'd really like looking to see forward to that dress. Things I'd like really to see them address with um, with EM releases is getting that flipper noise right. I want that flipper noise hold and hum noise that we so desperately need on all of the EM tables in the collection. Well, um, somebody also I, was asking for they want to see the spark. <laughs> um, yeah, which, there should be a little bit of an alpha pain just just where the um, the cabinet switches would be in the um, um, in in the game, and we'll see a little bit of arcing on there. But the, the thing is that, you know, if they're properly maintained, you shouldn't see any arcing on switches because they're um, the only reason why they arc is if the switch contacts are pitted. So if they're not pitted, they won't arc. You won't see any flash. So pin, uh, TPA always uses the, um, the takes the adage that they're going to be doing perfectly maintained, fully working machines. So don't expect the arc. <laughs> so well, that's the... That'll be interesting to see, and uh, obviously it'll put to the test um, the the sales issue of you know how well do these things sell. Yeah. Well, you know, no, you get I'm... two for the price of one with this, so you get two EMs for the price of one, and um, let's see what happens. So yeah. <laughs> I'm also very shocked. That we have not, uh, uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, Star Wars just got released. No, I have not seen it yet, so shut the hell up. No, I haven't either. Um, no, I haven't either. <laughs> but, I only uh, just saw, as an aside, I only just saw Hunger Games yesterday. So that's how far behind I am. Oh, wait, the, the most recent release? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either because I just haven't had time to go. And now I'm like, oh, crap, Star Wars just took up all the screens. I'm not going to be able to see it. Totally. We had to <laughs> find a swimmer when- that was playing it. Because it was so hard to get, like all the other ones were like, there's this place that we go, Blue Room Cinnabar, and all the screens were just Star Wars. And we went, damn, that's where we like to go movies because it's sort of like a, a gold class experience without the gold class price. Here's, here's how dominant it is. So mm-hmm. in Hollywood, there are you got the, the three main movie theaters that are like the premier uh, presentations. You've got the what was formerly known as the Man's Chinese, now it's like, TCL Chinese. I don't know. It's some hideous name. But anyway, formerly the Chinese the Chinese theater. Across the street from that, you've got El Capitan, which is the Disney-owned theater. And oh. then uh, a, just a mile or so away, you've got the Cinerama Dome, which is now owned by Arclight. Okay. There used to be a long-standing rule in Hollywood that if there was a movie playing at the Chinese, it could not play at the Arclight or at... Uh, El Capitan. So it was just it, the done thing. Was it? it was just the done thing, and basically what it meant, what it ensured was that there was always a premiere screen available for whatever the newest, hottest release was. Um, okay. That you know nobody would dominate it, and that you you can have your movie premiere, and you know everything would be be kosher that way. It was just, it was just a way of placating the studios and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, uh, Tarantino, he's got his movie coming out, The Hateful Eight. He shouted in. Uh, Ultra Super Panavision, which is this insanely, it's it's super duper widescreen. It's what Ben-Hur was filmed in and that nobody ever plays Ben-Hur in because nobody has a screen that wide. Um, it's a format that was specifically uh, Cinerama. I mean, it was for Cinerama Dome. It's, uh, if you've ever seen the Dome, been in a Cinerama Dome, and there's a few around our country, um, 
and they open the curtains all the way, it's like, oh my gosh, it's it's, it's so sort of like IMAX dimensions, but a little bit less. Well, it's, it, no, whereas IMAX is tall, six stories mm. tall, this is super duper wide, so it completely fills your peripheral vision. Wow. Not only that, but it causes a severe bowing to the uh, to yeah. the image, to the projection image, because the screen is so curved. Yes. Cinerama used to have three projectors, <laughs> and, oh, no. and they would and they project it in three chunks, and that was always a nightmare. And since then, they've uh, well, there was only twelve movies released in that format. I think. Wow. I think that was what the number was. So anyway, so Tarantino was like, oh, I want to shoot my movie in this. That'll be awesome because he's a big promoter of film instead of digital. Yeah. And so this was a truly film thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I did hear, I know that, uh, speaking of Star Wars, then Rogue One is going to be filming in the same format uh, okay. that he used for Hateful Eight. So anyway, so here he's got this movie that was specifically designed for Cinerama. He's got the Cinerama logo at the front of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is playing at the Chinese, at El Capitan, and at the Cinerama Dome, and he is pissed because he can't premiere it. Like they have to bump off well, the movie. He, well, no, they they premiered it. They did the the red carpet premiere at Cinerama, but then Star Wars opened, and Star Wars was supposed to only have it for a week, and then Hateful Eight would go in, and mm-hmm. Cinerama extended the 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 season the time. because you know. Star Wars, right? right? So I think Star Wars basically is going to have an extra week in it um, as opposed to Hateful Eight opening on Christmas Day in that theater. But anyway, yeah. that's that's how dominant Star Wars is. That it just Everybody threw out the rules in Hollywood and was like, eh, yeah, you know, have them all. <laughs> wow. but, uh, but so, yeah, yeah, between... So I've got Star Wars out, Hateful Eight is coming out that I really want to see. I want to see this movie, The Revenant, with uh, DiCaprio getting mauled by a bear. We're seeing previews for that now. It'll be releasing in December, January the eighth over here domestically. Yeah, that's where it is for us. And it's uh-huh. uh, it's the same guy that directed Birdman. And I've already talked to somebody that's seen the movie, and they said that it does a lot of those very very long takes, um, mm-hmm. like Birdman did. Well, but yeah. Birdman tried to make it look like it was all one take. I don't think this movie tries to do pull that off. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's three movies right there that I want to see. They're all going to be hot releases, and that pretty much spells the doom for Hunger Games. So I'm like, eh, I may not get yeah, to see it in the theater. I don't know. It's, I we don't saw know. it. We went to a, a small cinema complex called Dendi, uh, which will mean nothing to you, but they got small little cinemas. Um, I'd say probably around, uh, let's call it 30 or 40 seat cinemas. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Little, little baby cinemas. And the screens are kind of smallish as well. Like if you had a pretty big like ratio size, I would think that if you had a um, uh, like a big seventy or eighty inch television in your lounge, and you went to uh, this particular cinema uh, that we stored in, you'd be going, "Oh, that's about the same size as my oh, television no. from a ratio perspective." Oh, like no. if I was sitting like in front sort of uh you know you could probably say it's pretty close which is kind wow. of strange because if you think about what they're doing at the moment with TVs and with um home viewing technology that's a strange thing to do um that is so we we went there and saw it and yes it it would have been better than what we would have seen at home because we don't have a really super huge TV I'm working on it but it's not something that we're going to have 
in the immediate future, <laughs> I'd love I'd love to have a 70-inch because they're coming down so much in price now. It's ridiculous how cheap they are. You know, what used to be a $5,000 TV set is now two grand. Oh, yeah. Know? It's so yeah. ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, th- these little cine- these little mini cinemas, I don't know if they're the right approach for cinemas whose only real sort of selling point is the group crowd experience and the the vision in large. So, yeah, I'm not sure of the approach. Well, that but, not having to wait, you know, wait the additional, you know, four months or whatever for it to come out on DVD. Well, that's right. Or, you know, <clears throat> internet backup. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't. My buddy does that. And it would be tough I'm not gonna... because you're in the industry. Like it's, it's essentially, you know, it's cheating on your industry for you. It's not a money thing for me. It's a presentation mm. thing for me. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, I know that he can get a hold of, you know, basically what are, what are screener copies yeah. of these movies, but it's, there's no way I'm ever going to watch one of those on my computer screen. Mm. So unless I have a way to, to your TV, like well, yeah. if you can connect it up to your TV and watch it, then I guess that's a little bit better and stuff. But mm. then again, also it's how is the audio quality because the audio needs to usually be sweetened for the home experience versus mm. the uh, the the movie theater experience. The movie mix because a lot of I mean I'm finding with me like when I'm listening to one of these internet backed up movies, um, I'm finding that the the audio mix on a 2.1 system, which is what I've got, is really strange you miss a lot of the voice that comes through the center mm-hmm. channel um and what i what i think they do because a lot of the di- the movies now that are distributed on digital they those people who are nefarious and and naughty and uh get the upload these wicked these, wicked people that's right these bad bad people well i think what they do is they somehow rip the um the movie off the, the the source disc, so the disc that's tr- distributed to the cinemas. I don't know how they do that. Well, but, um, here, here's, what, here's what's going around. Here's what's going around uh, right now because it's becoming award season. Everybody's mm. getting screeners of the movies screeners. that are in the. the uh, I shouldn't say everybody. Mm. People that can vote yeah, <laughs> are getting screeners vote. of the movie. Right. So I was just at work, and, and one of the guys was saying, "Oh yeah, my buddy just got Hateful Eight as a screener." And wanted to, you know, see if I can come. I'm like, it's not even in the theater yet. Yeah. And you've got a screener in, in your home. You know, now yeah. they do put they put security tags and stuff on that. But please, mm. as if somebody doesn't know how to figure that out and, you know, yeah. dice around that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, and whenever you've heard any of these leaks, like uh, when uh, was Expendables 2 or 3, I can't remember which, uh, got leaked and had like the most downloads of any movie, you know, to date kind of thing. Um, yeah. It leaked from the mastering house or, or from one of the, <laughs> it was Seriously? one of these things where it was, yeah, it was one of these things where it wasn't somebody with their camcorder, you know, doing this, this was somebody within the industry leaking it. And yeah, it's like, so for all these, for all the security protocols, yeah. For all the security protocols that you're worried about the general consumer ripping it, you don't have them for your own people. It's like, genius, you know. Yeah, that's a bit strange, right? Here's what's strange to me. Yep. So Star Wars came out. No table announcement from Stern. No table announcement from Zen. 
Mm-mm. I mean, really? I, I really expected there. T- well, I, I shouldn't be so shocked about Stern because we would have heard about that well in advance. Mm. But uh, I am kind of shocked that Zen doesn't have anything announced regarding it. Yeah, maybe. So let me, I'm not aware of the, the Star Wars zeitgeist at the moment. Are there more movies planned with this new storyline? No, there's a movie every more? there's a movie planned for every year for the next for foreseeable future <laughs> they so there, they, there's more movies in the pipeline for star wars there yeah what so what you've got is uh you've got this was being episode seven next year they're going to come out with row one which is not tied to episode seven then there's going to be there's rumored to be a boba fett or han solo movie and then there will be episode eight. Basically, they're taking the Marvel approach. Yes. Whereas, whereas the Star Wars true canon, those would be your Avengers movies. And then mm. all the other things would be your Thor and uh, Captain America and, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Top of um, yeah. Right. Right. So it's every couple of years you'll have the core main movie and then. In the filler in gaps, you'll have a spin-off movies and you know what can expand the universe. Yeah. So that might be the reason why we haven't actually heard anything from these guys because might be, but it's still it's still one of those things where it's like Well think about what they did with um uh Lord of the Rings on on um uh well Jersey Jack. Yeah, sorry, the Hobbit, right? So they waited until all three movies were done. So they could get all the assets, get the the narrative and story right, and then start fleshing out the the table and the rules and you know all that. So <clears throat> if they just did it on episode seven, that would be a pretty shallow. That would potentially be a pretty shallow production. But if they waited for a few more in the series and then tied the whole table story and the journey that you go through in the table, that might actually be a more compelling argument, particularly for the home market, which is what they're targeting now. So, and again, I can understand that for the physical tim- pinball table, but as far as Zen is concerned, you know, well, I guess they do release them in table packs, but uh, yes, but they yeah. have always epi- they are, they they do have the episode four, five, and six tables. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. One of those one of those missed opportunities that you just kind of go, well, is not the is not a gimme, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um... <laughs> It, it, releases are hard. <laughs> we know this, it, like with the continued discussions we're having with all these people. So getting all the ducks lined up in time to actually have it go live. I mean, we, we've heard um, Bobby talking about this from Zen, just how much pre-planning goes into orchestrating a release like that. Right. So right. It, this being so heavily guarded and so fully secret, um, that would have made it potentially even harder to do. Well, maybe, maybe you're on something there. Mm-hmm. That, that could they be where they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to limit all the actors, right? Like they were yeah. hardcore about it this time around. There was no leaking at all. So maybe that yeah. has something to do with it as well. Could be, could be. Yeah. It's a decent, that's a decent theory. I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> well, let's go with it. <laughs> Hey, I Let's go with say, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. going off the reservation a bit and having a look at some other pinball games, I use my little okay. scare quote fingers there on Google Play, and I've kind of found a couple that don't suck that much. Um, oh. There's this one called 
<laughs> not pinball. <laughs> and it's, it's the strangest sort of concept I've seen. It's like, um, you don't have flippers as such. You use your finger to poke the ball where it needs to okay. go. And it's got pinball okay. elements like pop bumpers, drop targets and things like that. But it's sort of like a mission based thing. So in one of the modes, the idea is to build aircraft. And what you're doing is you're shooting elements in this sort of like continuously procedurally generated world. Um, okay. And you're shooting like pop bumpers to build up this energy bar at the bottom. You're shooting drop targets to build up another energy bar at the bottom. And uh, you might be shooting trap holes to like recharge something over here. And then when they're all recharged, your aircraft launches and then you go and select another aircraft type by putting the ball into a hole and then okay. starting to move your way up the play field again. So that's one of the modes. The other mode is um, a survival mode, which is kind of insane. Um, if everything is trying to kill your ball and make it go down and you've got to keep it alive and avoid traps. And, um, it's, is it's, it, uh, is it, is it called Australia, the table? <laughs> well, the mode is sort of set in a jungly, that particular mode is sort of set in like a jungly forest thing. And you've got water avalanches and like spike pits and bear traps and stuff that can trap your ball. So it's a little bit gimmicky, but I tell you what, it's free. It's got ads on the bottom of it, like between the levels, but no ads during the game. And I've got to say, it's kind of fun. So <laughs> not, not bit, pinball. Not pinball on Google Play. Not Check pinball. it out if you want to sort of have something, a bit of a time killer over Christmas. The rubbish that's on the App Store uh, on yeah. Google Play seems to be getting slightly better with some of these developers. Like they're actually putting some effort in. Um, the biggest problem we have on Google Play is people using the open source vector pinball libraries. Mm, and they're okay. just going, oh, look, let's make a pinball game. And we'll put this really attractive splash screen on it, which makes it look great. And then you go in there and it's vector line pinball. And you're just going, oh, another one that's done the dodgy right. thing. Right. So those ones are frustrating. So you have to really pull <laughs> through it. Um, Beating and switching. Yeah, bait and switch for sure. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Right. Um, so we've got a um, the Pro Pinball has actually officially released on Google Play now. You can actually buy it if you're not a Kickstarter. Um, okay. And going along with that, you um, the beta, the Kickstarter will have got their own sort of version provision through the Google Play beta testing um, functionality in Google Plus. So we now essentially have a Play Store version of it rather than just like a, a file upload version of it. So it will continue to receive updates and maintenance releases and stuff like that, and they can provision it that way. So that's it's good to finally see that product available for sale so people can actually buy it. Um, Very cool. Mm, so that's great. I think they're now working on PC stuff um, for that product. So I wish them all the luck, and I'd love to see some more Pro Pimble tables eventuate as they start to get better at it and quicker at it. Yeah. Cause I don't think I'll be purchasing until there's actually, you know, more than one to purchase. <laughs> I just... uh, it's a pretty deep table. If you haven't played time shock before. No, I so... know. I know. But it's also one of those things where it's just like, uh, I'm not a fan of one offing apps. You know what I mean? I want, uh, if it's going to take up my space, I want to actually, uh, be there for me to play multiple things on it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm mm. weird that way. Go figure. But uh, I was never, I was never 
in the initial run of pro pinball. So it, it, I have zero nostalgia for it. Um, mm. When they did the, when, I think when they were doing the Kickstarter, uh, they had, I think they re-released or did something where you get to time shock for free. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, temporarily. You get the PC yeah. And so I, I messed, I messed around with it. And it, again, it, I get the beauty of it, but mm. it, it just doesn't have any grab on me. So um, it's not going to have a grab on me until there's multiple tables. So, uh, yes, the lighting simulations were fantastic. Now, that doesn't make a game for me. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's again, it's, it's when we first got Pinball Arcade and there was only four tables. You know, those four tables are going to hold your interest for, you know, a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. then you're going to be like, OK, what's next? So I want yeah. the what's next. And, and with the way these guys have been functioning, the what's next is going to take a long time. So yeah, what next you can probably, if they do actually end up doing like something like Big Race USA or the web yeah. or Fantastic Journey um, to complete the four, like the four set of them, um, they're, you know, it's, it'll be a long march to actually have them out. It's, it's like they, this. It's, it's like, yes, one M&M is tasty, but I want the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Pinball was saying in chat that um, Big Race USA or Bruiser is next on the dance card for them. But uh, I'm hoping that they've actually, like, they've, they've had some tough lessons, um, Barnstorm Games, um, in this production run. They've learned a lot of things about how not to, do, not how not to promise just, and deliver. Pinball has just put up on the uh, the board here. Don't quote me on that. Well, too late. He just quoted you. Can't take yeah. it back. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pinball says, as the authority on all things Barnstorm Games. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but uh, um, yes, it'll be next. But it's it stands to reason it probably would be next. It's um, probably the the next popular table in the series. The web is okay. It's out of all the tables, it's really a static looking table. There's nothing really mm-hmm. on it moves or holds your interest and um, I'm sure Pinball Whisk confirmed this but um, it's basically uh, Star Trek The Next Generation but mirrored so it's a bit boring but yeah Big Race <laughs> is good Big Race is very good wow. Hey I think uh, this is going to do it I believe for probably the next two weeks uh, for Blockade um, mm. there might be I might talk to the wife there might be a little special bonus episode if we go see Star Wars so it'll be a completely non uh, non pinball related discussion that that happens. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy New Year, and all that other good jazz. Oh yes. She's just the flavor of the week. Which table of the week? And oh. Tournament. oh. I almost forgot. Well, the tournament, uh, by the time this gets on the air, will be uh, almost happening. Um, but yes, for those listening in the in the here, I'm going to I'm going to dump a little coal <laughs> into everybody's stocking because I really don't uh, think this tournament's going to get that big of a turnout. So now is the time for us to play going nuts. Oh yeah, oh. going nuts is your tale of the week. <laughs> Going nuts! What a great will, thing to have over Christmas. It's right. Some going nuts on the on the fire, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like, 
why don't we put the throwaway table on the throwaway week? So, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the, it's going to be going so nuts. enjoy and stay the hell away from Pimble Arcade during, <laughs> during table of the week this time. Unless you really are going nuts for some tables and then you can go and play it. Uh, see what I did yeah. there? Sorry, I am going to, though, uh, today Today being Sunday when we record, uh, but by the time this gets up, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, mm. I'm going to open up the... It will be this week. <laughs> I shouldn't be... I'll be, I'll be catching the train in each day, so I should actually have time to post-process right. it. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and open up the uh, tournament signups um, pretty much now. And mm. uh, once, I, once I get around to it today and uh, get people in the tournament, because I know it's going to be just... A crazy busy week, and now everybody's going to be thinking about the tournament the day after Christmas. So no way. <laughs> and keep an eye on Twitter too, because we'll we'll shout out about it on Twitter, and um, we'll probably update the forum here and there as well, just to keep you guys in the loop. So Absolutely. yeah, just like, subscribe into the threads. We'll send you the appropriate push notifications, um, so you don't forget about having a bit of a flip while you're recovering from eating too much turkey. Yes, as usual, if you have not followed us, follow the show at Blockade. You can follow myself at Shut Your Traps, and you can follow Jared at Jared Morgs. Yes, you can. All right, gang. Well, uh, enjoy the food, enjoy the presents, enjoy the time with your family, and we will see you all again very, very soon, probably in the new year. Sometime in the new year. See you then, everyone. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast and receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.